With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to the Tell It Abs It Is podcast. Your home for everything Colorado Avalanche on the Hockey Podcast Network. Here's your hosts, Griffin Youngs and Christian Boulay. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Tell It Abs It Is podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Griffin Youngs, joined by Christian Bolay, as always, as we continue with our player review slash preview series for the offseason and finishing up on the, the known roster, at least. We've got a few more to go still where we'll be talking about the new guys on the team and the guys that have left. But of the established people on the teams, we're on the last two. And I think the most important two, pretty safe to say, is the goalies. Alex Georgiev and Pavel Francouz. We'll start with Georgiev because, of course, because he's the man. Last season, I don't think we acknowledge how good Georgiev was, but I don't think even still we give him enough credit for just how much he held up that entire season. He was probably the biggest surprise of last year. Uh, I, I don't think any of us expected him to be this good right away when we acquired him. Uh, you had hopes that he would be good, but if we're being honest, Alexander Georgiev wasn't given the same <laughs> defensive structure in front of him that Darcy Kemper and Philip Grubauer were given to him. Uh, so what Georgiev did last year was nothing short of remarkable. Yeah, he's he surpassed my highest expectations for him. Like beyond like the delusional he wins the Vesna, this was probably as good as we could have possibly hoped for from Georgiev. Because remember the whole conversation coming into the season was, well, you don't really need a super high-end goalie because you have this incredible defense in front of you. So if if he just gives you saves, then you're going to be just fine. Look what we just did with Darcy Kemper in the playoffs with a 9-0-2 in that entire run. Did just fine on our goaltending alone and turned out to be the exact opposite where Georgiev bailed out this team way more than we probably should be comfortable with. Oh yeah. W- without a doubt he did this team for the longest stretch of time from pretty much November to January was if Alex Yorgiev wasn't on top of his game, they were not going to win a hockey game and, yeah. and they didn't, they didn't uh, like the one game I think of is you remember that game against the Islanders where it was That's a zero, zero exactly, game in the shootout. Exactly. The one I have in mind, like he dueled with, arguably the Vesna trophy winner. If you look like should have been the Vesna trophy winner in Sorokin, like he outdueled him in a shootout. So it is nothing short of remarkable what he did. And we've talked about this a little bit earlier in the off season. It is so nice knowing that we have our number one goaltending position figured out for at least the next two years. Yeah. Like all the the turmoil we've had with this off season, what are we going to do with this and that? Can you imagine if a, Again, we didn't have a starting goalie or if Georgiev wasn't good last season, what we'd be doing right now. He has been such a blessing 
for this team in so many conceivable ways that again, I last season would have been a shit show without him. Or if he was like a nine Oh eight, this team probably makes the playoffs. I would still think probably I think it would have been close. Playoffs. I think it would have been close. I, I think they would have made it yeah. winning the winning the division out of the question, completely out of the, inarguably out of the question. They won by a point. You maybe top three in the central if Georgiev is okay last year. Yeah, and, and you look at the stats for him, and it, it was just the biggest thing I took away from him is he played fucking 62 games, dude. Like that goes exactly with your point. Cause if he plays 62 games and he's 908, they're probably barely a playoff team. Like th- th- that's just how it is. So he was a workhorse. It was a little frightening at times because you, you're you not used to seeing a goalie play that much in the NHL anymore. Unless his name's Andre Vasilevsky or Connor Hellbuck or UC Soros, you don't see goaltenders playing that many games. But not only did he play well, he got better with each start. Yeah. Like, can you think of a game like a game where he was just bad in? I'm, I'm going to focus on late in the season. The only one that immediately comes to mind is the game where we blew out the Habs. Yeah, it, I was it, thinking it, the same one. It didn't he even was like an matter. 870 in that game. Yeah, like it didn't even matter that he wasn't that good in that game because the offense just absolutely blew the doors off. But the thing with him in the starting is that he said coming into the season that he wants to play. And the problem in New York with him, his own words, was that he couldn't get in a rhythm. He's behind arguably the best goalie in the world in Igor Shosturkin and only gets into the 33 games and they're so spaced out all of the time and he can't get comfortable and it even felt like as goaltending was just solidified to just be him every single night when Frankie was out it's almost like he got better because then he just kept getting in night after night he's in a rhythm and he just he keeps going and it's it's a risky gambit to play your goalie for 62 games in a season have only 20 games where another goalie is in the net but for a guy like Georgiev it's kind of almost what you want because that's where he's most comfortable, but you also have to balance that with freaky shit happens in the NHL. You you can go back to the Predators last season and UC Soros, fantastic all season, gets hurt in the last week. They have to go into that playoff matchup against us and get just shellacked. He sprains his ankle on like the second to last game, if I remember right. Like right. He just sprains his ankle. But that's the thing. It's a double-edged sword because I think we can both agree in an ideal world, Georgiev's not playing 62 games this year. He should. He's just not. He's playing closer to 50, 55 in an ideal world. But I don't think seven games is going to mess with his flow. I actually think it'll help him a little bit. And I honestly think there's a chance he could be better second year in the system. I agree with that. I mean, Georgiev, it's a tricky thing because... Goalies are just such wild voodoo bullshit. You can't predict them. You can't do anything with them. But nothing about Georgiev last season suggests that there is a drop-off coming other than just goalies are weird. That is the only part you can be uncomfortable about is that goaltending, you can't predict it. But based on everything that we've seen, it seems like Georgiev is just going to kind of stick around in the same role. I mean, it's, Again, 62 games. I think it's going to be better for him to have an extra night off every here or there, like you were saying. But he could, I don't think he really could have had a a better season in terms of bringing 
comfort and stability into the net for this season. Yeah, and I, I think it really is going to help him having been in that second year in the system. Um, I'm quickly looking up uh, uh, Philip Grubauer in his second year. So his first year with – because he Grubauer was the last goalie that the Avs have had for more than one year, and that seems crazy to think about, but that that's just how it is. Yeah. His, his first year was a 917. He actually went down to a 916. But then in his third year, he went up to a 922. Right. So, I mean, when we should also say that second year was the COVID shortened season, the surprisingly right. COVID shortened right. season. And he played one less game and was a 916 instead of a 917, you know? Yeah. But he won three more games. He did. He did. So, I think it's going to help. I, I really do think the Avs have an underrated goalie coach. I can't even remember his name right now, but I, I do think that we have an underrated coaching staff in general but uh i'm excited to see what goryev can do and like you said i don't think what he did last year anything was like fluke shit i think it's all sustainable um potential for him and i honestly think he's going to get better is he going to improve on a 919 probably not but if he can hover around that again this team's going to be even better than they were last year yeah i think we can get lost in save percentage sometimes because like if he finishes with a 917 this coming season and gets the same result. Are we going to say he took a step back this season or anything like that? Cause honestly a nine nineteen feels kind of low for the value that he provided the team this season. Like I, if you did, if I didn't know his stats, I would have guessed like nine twenty five or something like that. We also have to remember that we're talking like point decimal percentages when we're talking about like a, a nine, two versus like a nine, one, five, like 0.5% difference at the end of the day. But with Georgiev, it's just so funny how fast this conversation changed with him. Like last year, probably the biggest question mark going into the season. Like, what is Georgiev going to be? Is this guy even a starter at the NHL level? Probably, but it's not really proven for him yet to. He's probably the guy outside of like McKinnon, Rantanen, and Makar that I feel the most secure in. Which is a scary thought. Because you never want to be secure in your goaltending. Uh, it just seems like unless your name's Vasilevsky or Hellebuck, then you got to be worried a little bit. But I couldn't agree more with you. Like, I, I honestly think that Georgiev is going to have as good, if not better, of a year this year. His numbers may be down because I honestly think the defense in front of him is going to be better. I, I, I do. I, I think he's going to improve in that aspect. There were so many times last year, like remember in the cup year where it was like the abs would hold their team to like 15 shots. There were like said thousands. Yeah, yeah. There were a ton of times where the abs would get out shot in a game and that just never happened in the yeah. previous three years. Like that just really never happened last year where it was like, Oh, it's, it was 34 to 15 and shots yeah. and Grubauer had a 15 save shutout. And then you go to this season, like Georgia would regularly be putting up like 30 plus saves a night. Yeah. Like we, like we bring up the, the Islanders game, but the one that I can't believe we didn't mention right away, the Minnesota game. Yeah. I was just thinking that on the second half of the back to back, what did he have in that one? Like 40 plus saves like in a game that, the reverse was true where they had like 18 total shots on the entire game and Minnesota ran them into the ground and he just absolutely stole it. He stole it. Yeah. I'm looking at it right now. He, it was on February 15th. Uh, he saved 43 for a nine fifty three goal <laughs> save percentage in that game. That's unbelievable. And yeah, he was, he was so early good in the game. season when he was still like kind of unproven. He went 
right in the Madison Square Garden. His old team and out-dueled, or I guess it was a very even duel. He won in a shootout, but dueled Igor Shosturkin head-to-head and beat him. He made 44 saves. He came in right away, and the lights could not have been brighter, and he never flinched. He he was super good, man, and I I just think he's going to continue to get better. Like the amount of back to backs this guy played is, is actually ridiculous. Like you don't see goalies doing that anymore. He played three back to back games and started them. Like this team would have been lost, lost without Alexander Gilles. Like we we had the conversation when we started this. Like who was the actual MVP, Rantanen or McKinnon on this team? And you can definitely make the case for either of them. If not for Alex Georgiev, this team would have been screwed 50 ways over. Yeah, it, it would have been bad. It would have been. It would have legitimately been terrible. And not to say that McKinnon and Ranton do not deserve the props as the team MVP last year. But if Georgiev is even just decent, this team maybe makes the playoffs. Well, and I think that's how Georgiev likes it. He's he's not the type of guy who I think likes to be in the spotlight. I think he likes yeah. being on the side. And you, you look at it and we had some fears going into the playoffs. He had never played in a playoff game outside of garbage time or, or relieving Shesterkin in that penguin series. But Georgiev was far and away the farthest problem that yeah. this team had in the playoffs. He I, was, I, he doesn't, he doesn't he even make great. the top 10 on problems for that entire series. So many more important things in that series. And like, he was legitimately getting left out to dry oh, yeah. multiple times. Like there was a goal or two in that series to be fair. That wasn't great. There were a couple that you would want back. None of them were backbreaking. The real problems in that series came from the fact that, oh, Devon Tays or Josh Manson just absolutely handed that puck away. And then someone <laughs> else loses their guy. And it's a cross crease pass that he would have to disconnect his leg and reach across with that to save the puck. And even still in that series where he's like, ah, he wasn't his usual self. He was still perfectly fine in it i mean what did he he finished that series with a 914 that is so far from the problem in that series and imagine if we had that in the cup year 914 <laughs> right just like switch the goalies from that cup run like do we i've said this so many times on this show we win probably we only probably lose two games in the maybe. cup run at all maybe yeah it's just and I think that's a sign, too, of just how different this team was compared to last year because the Kraken kicked the shit out of us and had the puck in the offensive zone pretty much the entire series. And Georgiev kept these games close. He almost stole, was it game four? Four. That we lost yeah. in overtime? He faced he almost 43 shots. He made 40 saves in that game. Him and Rantanen almost stole that. If we win that game, we would have won the series, and we're talking about how Georgiev stole us a series. Yeah. And so I don't think Georgiev is it's it's a really good problem to have. And I'm glad he signed for two more years. But that boy is going to get paid if he has another two years like this. Yeah. And I don't know if the abs are going to fork over the coin for it. We're going to be in that spot. But that's two years down the road, man. We don't have to worry about that for two more years. Like in a in consecutive seasons where we've done nothing but talk about goaltending and what the hell we're going to do. I'm going to take these two years and I'm going to shut the fuck up. Don't care. So let's, uh, what, what do you, before we move on to Frankie, kind of what, what are your thoughts, uh, grade for what Georgiev was last year? I really can't think of anything he could have done better. Like maybe outside of winning the actual Vesna, which he had such an uphill battle, like even if he did have a 925, Olmark had one of the best regular seasons we've ever seen from a goalie. Sorokin was barely even far behind him. 
I I don't know how you can give him less than an A plus. Like in in total honesty, I considering my expectations, he went over the moon with them. He wasn't even close to just barely going over it. He surpassed every expectation I laid down for him. Absolutely yeah. an A plus. I got an A plus for him as well. I just there's like you said, there's not much more you could have asked for him last year. Right. Like, if he has the everything exact he same season, maybe just like with a few less games. He's a 919 again and it, like five shutouts, which was tied for first in the NA or tied for second, I think. He had 40 wins. His goals against average was a 253. Goals saved above average was 26 and a half. He gives me that exact same season again. And even if he doesn't make the, the Vesna consideration, that's another A plus. That's all you can possibly want from your starting goalie. Yeah, couldn't agree more. He he delivered and honestly over delivered of what our expectations were. And I'm super excited to see what he does next year because I think it's going to be a really good year. And I think this Abs team is going to be better in front of him. So I think that's going to help him. But I also like I wonder like is he going to be as good if he's facing less shots? You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean I think there's like anything there's going to be an adjustment period. I think there's going to be some times where maybe Gura gives him the best. He's going to goalie who's going to play probably 55 to 60 games. There's going to be some games that aren't his best, but even if he's close to his performance last year, that's still going to put this team in a, in a damn good spot to, to win. They won the division last year and the team is better on paper now. Yeah. They won the division. And even with the team in front of him, Georgiev just barely ever blinked. He was still like that stretch in December. The fact that we won any games that entire month is absolutely ridiculous where we're missing so many important players and got destroyed by Boston, got a point the next game against the Rangers. Again, he should have won that game too. Yeah. We still, again, went to another shootout, stole a point against his old team, gets us a point against the blues. And then we won six in a row or we won five of six during that next stretch as well absolutely ridiculous what this man did for us going toe-to-toe with Sorokin in a one nothing shootout and then the next night giving up one goal against the Habs in an overtime win and then two in an overtime win against Nashville on the road in three games he gave up three goals crazy crazy He, he was phenomenal man and I'm excited to see what he does but let's uh let's switch up to the other goaltender um one that is sadly become kind of the the norm and that is Pavel Francouz. Um he was once again solid. Uh, you but you can't really say anything bad about Frankie, but his best ability is availability and pretty much his entire tenure with the Avs, he has not been able to stay healthy. Yeah, that's pretty much been the story of his entire tenure with the Avs is when he's in and playing goalie, there might not be a better backup in the NHL. I think Georgiev and Francouz, when they are healthy, you're hard pressed to really find a better tandem. Like I think Carolina has a claim to that with, but they don't have the starting potential in Georgiev. They have two very solid goalies. They don't have the high end of Georgiev and Frankie. Every time he comes in, it's barely a drop off. It's barely noticeable. It's a couple of games. Maybe he's not as good as Georgiev, but most nights it's pretty much interchangeable. And his numbers throughout his career support that. Where the last his last three full seasons, he was a 923, a 916, and then he was a 915 this year. But that was in 16 games. And that's that's the big thing. When he's here, 
he's great, but he just always gets these these freak injuries every now and again. I remember one of the first things we ever talked about on this show together was Paolo Francois getting hurt in a, a preseason game against the Golden Knights. And we were wondering, what the hell is this going to mean for this team now? And then JoJo has to start for most of the season, but then Frankie comes back and he's great. Hey everybody, hope you've been enjoying this episode so far, interrupting to bring you a word from our sponsor at DraftKings Sportsbook. New customers can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code THPN to bet $5 and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelpline.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY at 467-369. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700 on behalf of the Boot Hill Casino and Resort. In West Virginia, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or fit or visit www.1800gambler.net all games regulated by the West Virginia Lottery please play responsibly in partnership with Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races in Connecticut help is available for gambling call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org 21 plus in most eligible states but age varies by jurisdiction see draftkings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. One boost per game. Eligible opt-in required. Max bet 50. 10-leg reg for 100% boost. Eligibility wagering and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at DraftKings.com slash baseball terms. Now, back to the episode. It, that's the frustrating part. Like we know what Frankie is. He's a damn good backup goaltender. Could probably be a starter on some teams. Yeah. At, at very least a fringe start. I'd say probably a fringe starter on like a non-playoff team. Yeah. He's a good goaltender. He's really good, but he just can't stay healthy, man. And it's just one of those things. I mean, he is, I got to do math in my head. He's going to be 30. He just turned 33 years old. Like he's not a young buck anymore. So to think that these are just fluke injuries. No, this could just be a sign of age. He played a lot of games in Europe before he came over here. And I imagine the treatment in Europe isn't the same as it is in the NHL. Yeah. So you need to figure out a way to, if he can give you 25 games, I think that's a win, but based on his track record, I I don't know if he's going to be able to do that, man. I think, I think you want 25, maybe 30 games out of him. But you also have to consider the doomsday scenario. What if something happens to Georgiev? You're going to need Frankie, and you're going to need him to not only be good, but also be available. Like, you can't have this again, because we've had it before, where Grubauer goes down a couple years ago, and Frankie has to come in, and he's not available. And they go to the playoff series. Grubauer goes down, Frankie has to come in, gets hurt right away, and then we're down to our third-string goalie. Hey, and don't don't disrespect Michael Hutchinson, I bro. He was never, great. <laughs> ever disrespect Michael Hutchinson. That man is a treasure. But even Mavs so, legend, bro. You, you you see what I'm getting at here. And again, it, I I feel dirty criticizing someone for injuries, especially in the professional level, because it's such it's a level of competition and athletics that I just cannot even comprehend as much as I'm even around sports. I cannot even comprehend the toll that it takes on your body, especially a goalie. 
especially a goalie and like the way he's hurt his hips and his legs and his career. I, I cannot even imagine what this poor guy has to go through with all these injuries. But at the end of the day, this is what you get the money for. This is he, he I don't I hate saying he needs to find a way to be available because it's all freak injuries, but they, they need him. They, they cannot go another year with Frankie only starting 16 games. They just can't. They, they do not have the goaltending depth and they've never had the goaltending depth. It's just the team was usually good, so good in front of them. They were able to get around it. That's not the case anymore. They need both these goalies and there will be some like, like minor injuries, but we can't have the month at a time injury that Frankie's been having recently. Right. Like, the, like the, if he misses like two starts because of like hip soreness, that's cool. Like I'm cool with two games and it's Annan ends up here for two games, right. but it can't be the four to six weeks that it always seems to be with him. Right. It, it can't be the over Christmas break, some freak injury happens and we don't see Frankie again for several weeks. And then another separate time, we just don't hear from him again for, for almost ever, because you look at what happened last season, the star of the season, he comes in and is real solid up until the Christmas break, or at least close to that, where he doesn't come back until January 12th. So he only missed a couple of weeks. But then after the game against Pittsburgh on the 7th of February, he only plays one more time the rest of the season. It's just. And he wasn't good in that game either. No, he, he, he really wasn't. That was the, oh yeah, that was the Ducks yeah. game. That, yeah, that was a. That was, was a McKinnon specialty win right there. That was a scary game because yeah. if we don't win that game, we don't win the division even yeah. still. That was a late one in the season. Yeah. But focusing on when Frankie is healthy. He has some very high performances every now and again. He he can go on some stretches where uh, the Calgary game, I don't even count that because the one where he was an 8-15. Oh, yeah, that, that was not fair to him. Game of that, the season. that was a scheduled yeah. loss. Yeah, the second half of a back-to-back the on the first two days of the season for a home opener against Calgary, that was absolutely a scheduled loss. Every game after that, 9-21 against Seattle, but even still, I remember that one. He wasn't great in that game. Yeah, like 921 doesn't tell the story because that was the, the, he gave up some rough ones in that one too. But from then on, 957 against the Devils, a 960 against the Hurricanes, that was his best game of this. Both of those. Oh, yeah. He stole Carolina. that game. Both of those games against Carolina, he was magnificent. 960 and a 958. Then goes back down against Vancouver with an 840. That was not his best. But he consistently posts above 900 save percentages and more often than not, is in the upper 900s, like 960s, 940s, as yeah. in uh, the occasional game dipping down in like the, the 870s or something like that. It's weird that that happens against the bad teams. Like I'm looking at the trend of all these. It's like all these teams that he had bad games against aren't playoff teams. Right. Like two against Anaheim, Chicago, Detroit. Like yeah, against I'll the bad it. teams is when he plays bad. I mean, that Bruins game, you remember that Bruins game? Like that, that was the first game where everyone was hurt. Yeah. The fact that yeah. we only gave up four goals and that yeah. is a testament to how good Frankie yeah. is. But this is just the thing with him is like when he's on the ice, you get a pretty good idea of what you're getting. Frankie is pretty consistent in what he is. He is a very solid, I'd say fringe starter goalie at the yeah. NHL level that gives you solid production. But it always shifts back to this conversation of he's got to be there. And this team has constantly needed to address their third goalie situation a lot more than they're comfortable with because over the last several seasons, they haven't had their backup goalie be available to them. They haven't. And 
it, that's like you said, it's the frustrating part, man, because that Pittsburgh game, remember February 7th, that game, he was phenomenal and the abs choked that game away, yeah. losing overtime. But then, like you said, he just misses three months after that. Like it, it's just, if he can stay healthy, the abs have the best two goaltenders, in my opinion, in the league. Like it's the best one, two punch in the NHL, but you just have not been able to keep him healthy. And it makes you wonder why the abs haven't gone more aggressive for another backup. Maybe they believe in something or they, they think like maybe this will straighten itself out because this would be, if it happens again this year, that'd be three straight years of your backup goalie missing a majority of the season. Well, I mean, they also had to go out and trade for Keith Kincaid last season before the deadline and gave up Shane Bowers in order to do that. They've gone out and they've traded for Devin Dubnik in the past. They've gone out and brought in, Jonas Johansson multiple times at this point. And they, I'd say they have gone out and addressed third goalie, but when have you actually ever seen a team have to address third goalie this much and this prominently like the abs? It, it's it, my question is why don't they go after a, like another backup? Like th- that's I, more right. I think that's just more roster salary cap stuff. Yeah, probably. I don't think a backup caliber goalie is going to sign to be a number three. Right. But I, I, I think this is the last year of his contract, right? For Frankie, it is. Georgiev has this year and next, and this is Frankie's last year at $2 million. So it's a contract year for him, so we can expect him to be solid. Yes, he will play probably at least half the season and uh, be a 950. Yeah, and he'll be rock solid. And then, yeah, okay. I totally forgot he's on. It's a contract year. He's going to be great. He's going to stay healthy this year, and everything's going to work out. That's just that's the way contract years work. So I... I would love for him to play 25 games. I think that if he can get to 25 games, I'll feel great because that means Georgiev only played 57. If I can do math quick in my head. Yeah. I think that's the perfect spot for Georgiev and Frankie at 25, you know, he's probably going to win you 17 of those games. He'll win most of those games. Yeah. Cause I mean, you also have to consider that probably a lot of those are going to be second half of back-to-backs. Right. But the abs generally are pretty good in second half of back-to-backs. So how how much blame can you put either way? I don't know. You're getting off topic either way, but he'll win you most of those games. I think the 25 to 30 range is probably about perfect for a backup goalie. And if nothing else, you just want him to stay healthy and continue to be the goalie that he's been throughout his career. Have you ever looked at his like KHL numbers from a couple? No, of- what were they? So 2017, do you want to just, just throw me a number, throw me a, a save percentage. What do you think he was? KHL like 935? More. 955? He was a 953. Holy shit. And then the next season, he had a bit of a drop-off and was a paltry 946. Oof. With those KHL defenses, that's uh, pretty impressive. That is really impressive. And then he came over to the Avs after that. But he's he's put up solid numbers throughout his career wherever he's played. His first season in the KHL, he was a 924. I guess I've never really sat down and looked at these before. Dude, he was he was a decorated European goaltender when he came over here. That's so like long. A very ago. decorated goaltender. I mean, you have to consider, like, for me, 2018 is like literally a lifetime ago yeah. for a, from someone graduating high school and college. Like, there's so many lifetimes packed in there that's yep. hard to remember all those little details about, you know, Frankie. But he's always been an incredible goalie wherever he's been. And in the NHL, there's hardly ever been a drop off. It's just staying in the net. Yeah. That's the frustrating part. And I imagine that's the frustrating part for him too, because he's a damn good goalie. Yeah, I don't think, I doubt there's anyone more frustrated by it than Pablo Francois. Yeah. 
100% that this is the guy who more than anyone wants to play this season. And strikes me as just the nicest guy on the face of the planet. Absolutely. Yeah. Like he's very, like he's very different than most goalies. Cause he actually has a personality. <laughs> it's like, Oh, you know, Frank, he's, he's lovable and he's, he's funny. Like, I, lo- I love all are... of his interviews. He is yeah. perhaps one of the funniest guys on the team. Yeah. So what, what's the grade for, for Frankie? Again, again, it's the injury conversation where it's tough to hand out a grade because of injuries makes it feel so incomplete. But I, I think it's got to be like another C minus just because he wasn't available for so long and put the team in a rough spot. And if it wasn't for Georgiev being as good as he was, it probably would be lower because it didn't it didn't end up screwing the team. If anything, it might have helped Georgiev maybe even be a lot better. But they they need this guy to play 25 to 30 games this upcoming season. But I I, I think a C minus is even harsh because when he played, he was great. I, I think I'm gonna give him a C plus just because it, I can't I can't put him higher than a C because he didn't play. It's just funny because uh like it when you're looking at like school grades, like Yorgiev set the curve where it's like he was so damn good that any goaltender after him just seems bad. But I, I agree with you. What uh, Francois did last year when he played was good. So I I think I go B minus. It's just he could probably be an A if he played all 25, 30 games that he was supposed to play. Yeah. And so do you remember what happened to him after the Penguins game? Because I've been racking my brain this entire time and I he just lower body. That's all I know that. But like what happened? He just kind of like disappeared. Yeah. No idea. No idea. I don't know. It it was a weird one. And he I'm pretty sure he had surgery before this season, this offseason. And hopefully that fixes some lingering problems that he's been been dealing with. I don't know. When he was healthy, he just was an incredibly consistent, reliable backup goalie. But that's just the thing that we've said a million times this episode. He wasn't healthy. And that you need health from your goalies. You, you can't hide from an injured goalie. A guy gets hurt in your forward core, your defense. You can hide it a little bit have other people step in when a goalie's out here the drop off between like nhl goalies that like nhl goalies and ahl goalies is probably the biggest drop off of any other position yeah because it's like eustace Annanen is a beast in the ahl but when he comes up to the nhl you're like holy shit this is a fish out of water yeah Uh, and Annanen. i mean we can have that conversation too i mean i just don't know what Eustace Annan is going to end up being at the NHL level. His NHL experience in four games is pretty rough. Yeah. He was much better in the AHL this season. Playoffs weren't great for him, but it's also the kind of thing where he's still young. He's still young. 23 is still young for a goalie, yeah. but I just, I worry about his upside a little bit. It's funny how quick things change after like just two years. Yeah. I mean, goal goalies are such a hard thing to, analyze especially young ones because sometimes like you look at jack campbell it took him like eight nine years to fully yeah. break into the league as a solid nhl starter like some guys they just take forever and then yeah. one day it just clicks like Ananen might take like six more years to develop he also might be ready in two yeah he, he's got one year on his contract so <laughs> we'll see we'll see what he can do but it's funny he went from the goalie of the future to well, maybe we be better start looking again. I think I think every team says that though yeah. about all the goalies they draft. Like this is the goalie of the future, and I also think that there's a bit with Ananen is like this is the only goalie that yeah. we have, and I think he's going to be at the NHL level someday. 
I just oh, yeah. wonder in what capacity. Because yeah, is he just going to be a backup? But that's still yeah. really good. Like yeah. the Avs, they've done really well at identifying starters in the past. They, they had, just can't draft for shit, <laughs> right? Can anyone really draft a goal? Which team can you say outside of like the fucking Rangers are can consistently <laughs> draft like a goalie? And the Lightning, the Lightning have done pretty good. They, they, they went from Ben draft- Bishop to. They drafted Ben Bishop, didn't they? Or they, did they acquire they Ben Bishop? I think they drafted Ben Bishop. They definitely drafted Vasilevsky. They drafted Vasilevsky. You know, the Preds know. have had pretty good luck. Go from Pekka Rene to UC Soros and then that Krastov. How, how do you say his name? Askarov? Askarov. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll even see what Askarov even yeah. is. But that's just funny. Like, though, you bring up that thing with goalies. We're getting way off topic when you wrap this episode. Remember that kid that the Red Wings drafted? That first yes. round goalie they did a couple years it ago. This, it was no, no, it wasn't the same. It Costa, right? Costa. Yeah, yeah. He was supposed to be can't miss, and then last year in the WHL, wherever he was playing, he was god awful. Yeah, and it's all changed on him. It went from him being the goalie of the future to again, shit. he's twenty. Yeah, like he's you got to give him a break. I mean, he in, in the AHL last year he got destroyed. I'm looking at him right now in the yeah. ECHL. He was a nine thirteen in the AHL. He was a seven eighty three. Yeah, that's rough. Years. It's a 20 year old kid getting put up against grown men. I, I really question what the Red Wings plan with this is, but, but it's just one of those things, man. Goalies are weird. And like, yeah. look at Georgiev. He's 27 or however old he is now. 27. Yeah. Cause he's 96. He's 27. And this was his first real big break was at 27. Yeah. So I bet, I bet he's pretty frustrated with his role in New York. Cause he was good early in his career. And kind of almost wasted five seasons with the Rangers just kind of toiling in the background when he could have probably been starting games for most teams and made himself probably a lot more money than he's making. Oh, yeah. He finally has his opportunity. Again, what we traded for him and the contract that we ended up signing him to, a third, a fifth, and a third, ridiculously good trade value. And again, 3.4 for a goalie of Georgiev's value. Like we, we raised our eyebrows at that at the time. Make, make yep. no mistake. 3.4 seemed, especially for three years, seemed risky. Phenomenal. Yeah, it's it's going to be another great contract the Avs have on the books. So it, it's just funny because I still, my favorite thing is that Georgiev and Francois combined are making less than what Darcy Kemper signed for in Washington. Yep. And mo- so. and they're making less than what most teams have signed their goalies yeah. to in recent memory. The Avs Hellbuck's about to sign what, like a ten million dollar deal? I I'm afraid of what Hellebuck's yeah. next contract is going to be. And my favorite part of Georgiev last season, he technically beat Igor Shosturkin in the Vesna. Yep, he got like one more fifth place vote. Some or suck something. it, suck it, Rangers fans. And finished ahead of Igor Shosturkin, proving without a shadow of a doubt that he is the superior goalie and they traded the wrong one. Yep. Yep. We'll leave it on that. Let's, let's leave it on a high note. That's exactly what it is. And you can't question me. The facts back it up. Facts before feelings, bro. Exactly. (laughs) Knowing, knowing Rangers fans, I bet they're going to, they're going to hate that, but I don't think they listen to me. I don't think so either. But regardless, I, I cannot feel better about Georgiev going into the next season. The only concern I have is the general state of goaltending is weird but everything i've seen from georgiev suggests he's going to be fantastic and with frankie everything i've seen says he's going to be a great backup can he be healthy that's just going to have to be the question we take into next season but i think i've said my piece on the goalies yeah i think so too i'm feeling good man feeling Uh, good excited for what both of them can do next year because they have potential to be really good 
they yeah, have the potential to be really good. They have the potential to be really good. I'm not going to be bold and say he's going to win the Vesna. Georgiev, that is. I think he'll hang around it. Yep. I don't even know if he'll get nominated, but I, I think he's going to he'll have his moments during the yeah. season where I think he's going to be on maybe a few more ballots. Than maybe. He'll be a top 10 finisher, for sure. Yeah. And I think he was, what, this year, seventh? Yeah. Somewhere in that area. I imagine he'll be like that somewhere again. But we've said our piece on the goalies for today, and that is going to do it for this edition of the Teledabs It Is podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. Thank you all so very much for tuning in. As always, you can use promo code Teledabs It Is on SeatGeek for $20 off your first order of $50 or more. If you want to follow me on Twitter, you can follow me at GYoungsNHL. You can follow Christian at Christian underscore Belay. And you can follow the show at Tell It As It Is. But again, thank you all so very much for tuning in. And we will catch you all next time when we're finishing talking about the team at the very least and talking about all the new guys on the team, all the new arrivals, what we can expect from them coming into this season. But thank you all so very much for tuning in. We will catch you all next time. But until then, let's go abs.